0: Hi, thank you for joining me. My name is John New. This is John 2020 Apologetics and Lion and Lamb Podcast. And today's podcast is going to be on Jeffrey Dahmer. I know that it's blowing up on uh, Netflix, that series that they got. So a bunch of people are talking about it. And um, that funny meme where it's got, you know, (laughs) it's got him holding or looking at the TV and he's having somebody that he's about to uh, do bad things to uh, watch the TV. I I think that's... uh, This is a good opportunity, though, for us to really look at Jeffrey Dahmer and see the power of salvation, the power of forgiveness, the power of the blood of God that was spilt on the cross to cure us and to cover us of our sins and our our, um, unrighteousness. I'm also going to put this podcast on my YouTube channel today so other people can see what's going on on my podcast. Uh, It's actually doing pretty good. My podcast is growing and I'm really blessed and I give all praise to the Most High for that and I want to thank all of y'all for listening to my podcast and um, God bless you in Jesus' name. So as we all know, Jeffrey Dahmer was a serial killer, killed, I don't know, 30 people, um, did a lot of really evil twisted things and before he was killed in prison he uh, claims to have converted to Christianity alright so right now I'm going to play you an audio clip of Jeffrey Dahmer at, at a being interviewed alright here we go there, there is a God
1: to be accountable to then, then what's, what's the point of, of trying to uh, modify your behavior to keep it within acceptable ranges? Uh, that's how I thought anyway. And uh, I've since come to believe that uh, the Lord Jesus Christ is truly God, uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There.
0: Okay, so right off the bat, that's, he's claiming to be a Trinitarian Christian which is the only type of Christian, and that is beautiful. All right? And he's saying that this is in the context of evolution had brought him into a place where he devalued humans, that they were just nothing. It didn't matter what happens. We're all just, you know, um, moving protoplasm on a rock that's spinning Twenty-eight thousand miles per hour in space, and there's no accountability. There's, there's, if if we all blew up and died, no one would matter. Nothing would matter. There's no good or bad. It's just mass in motion, and because of that, is what he's claiming, and his highly addiction to pornography, by the way, is what what he's claiming has led him down the road to where he devalued humans so much that it didn't matter what he did because there's no accountability. But that changed whenever he was in prison and he found the salvation through Jesus Christ.
1: The only true God I've come to, since come to believe that uh, that the Lord Jesus Christ is the true creator of uh, the heavens and the earth. It just didn't just happen. And uh, I have accepted him as my Lord and savior. And I believe that I, as, long, as well as everyone else, will be accountable to
0: him. All right. So this is screaming uh, thief on the cross. First of all, let's go ahead and get this out of the let's get the gorilla out of the room. Let's talk about it. So if there's anyone listening to this podcast who doesn't think that now if Jeffrey Dahmer's telling the truth or not, that's different. We're going to go over in a second why there's good evidence that he was telling the truth or this was a true conversion. But if there's anyone that's listening to this podcast who doesn't think that it's fair or that it's righteous or that it um, doesn't make any sense, that God would just forgive him, then then you haven't read the gospel at all. Number one, Paul was the worst of all. Paul, who wrote, I don't know, 12, 13 books in the New Testament. Probably wrote Hebrews as well. Who Jesus appeared to and converted on the road to Damascus. Paul calls himself the worst of creatures. So when Paul wrote that, Paul wrote that under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So think about that. God, the Holy Spirit, was telling Paul... To write that you're the worst. He was responsible for Stephen's death and martyr, in the book of Acts, or he at least part of it. He was a heavy persecutor of the church. There's no telling how many Christians died because of Paul. Okay. So you're not you're not listening and you're not following the gospel. Number two, who are you to determine what's righteous or not? What kind of self-indignation do you have? Are you your own authority? Are you are you the one who determines what is good and bad and what needs to be forgiven or not? Well that's idolatry. The only sin that's not forgivable is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. It it's plain as day black and white. All sins are forgiven besides blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You don't think that when the barbarians and all those list of people that converted to Christianity in the book of Acts, literally, the Bible literally calls them barbarians. Barbarians. You don't think that they were slaughtering villages and burning them down and abusing women. This is the power of the blood of Christ. No sin. What you've done does not trump the blood of Of the eternal son that was spilt on the cross. I I guarantee you this. There will be worse people. Than him in heaven. Besides Paul by the way. None of us are good. Not a one. So. It's not just simply. Claiming that Jesus is Lord. It's repenting and living a life that shows that, bears the fruit so you know just Jeffrey Dahmer saying this about Jesus it's not like a you know Harry Potter spell or hocus pocus and now it works it has to be a repentance and a change in the heart and we're gonna and there and apparently there was there was a uh, he was known for going around the prison talking to people about Jesus and there's testimony for that the conversion was real. Again, he could it could have all been a ruse. It could have been. We don't know. We'll find out. But the simple, but that does not differentiate the point. That conversions and belief and change in the blood of Jesus can cover anything like this. And if you don't believe that, then you're not reading the gospel, and you're no one of moral or ethical authority or objective truth to, to make such a claim that contradicts that. But the man who is attributed to, through the Holy Spirit to converting Jeffrey Dahmer is a book he wrote called Dark Journey, Deep Grace, Jeffrey Dahmer's Story of Faith. Minister by the name of Roy Ratcliffe wrote this book, and he's the one that met with Jeffrey Dahmer and spoke with him on multiple occasions and baptized him and led him to the Lord. Yeah, you know, if you want to check out that book, I'm actually going to probably buy it. I want to read it; it looks interesting, but I have not read the book. But uh, his his claim is that it was authentic and that Jeffrey Dahmer was. Um, one one attempt that he had on his life, it was in a church while he was praying on a pew or, you know, at church service. And that the, uh, and he's, whenever he did live through the attack, the first attack, that he was just thankful so God spared him so he could talk to more people about Jesus. This is multiple accounts of this, eyewitness of this behavior throughout the prison. So, you know, like, I get it. He's a, lunatic or he's a you know a serial killer a mass manipulator i get all that i get all that there just doesn't seem to be a reason to do that if it's not real it just does it just doesn't seem like it. it you have to get past the point where you don't think that evil can be trumped by the blood of christ If that's your your presupposition that it's not real because he was so evil, well, then how about the presupposition that the blood of Christ is more powerful and greater than any evil that you can commit? Why isn't that presupposition put in? Again, the thief on the cross, this this correlates with it so well because you had the thief on the cross. Think about this. The thief on the cross, converted, called Jesus Lord, admitted of his sin. Jeffrey Dahmer did. He said what he did was horrible. All the things he did was horrible. And admitted that Jesus was Lord and, and begged to be with him in paradise. And because of that is what led Jesus to forgive him of his sin and to say, today will be with me in paradise. So deathbed conversions are real People do an evil thing. I mean, a deathbed conversion is so real and so authentic that it's literally a story that we have in the Gospels that's accounted for. And on Jesus, on the greatest moment in human history, there was a deathbed conversion next to him where God the Son died and rose again three days later. There's literally a deathbed confession intertwined with the redemption of man story. So think about that. Now here is more of that interview. I wanted to backtrack on this for a second because, you know, we've hit a couple points here and let's let's go back to this interview real quick where he's talking about evolution in Jesus Christ. has wondered about all kinds of
1: things, from the medication that your mom was on during her pregnancy, to the fact that you were exposed to violent arguments in the home from an early age and continuing to the possibility that he might have passed on some genetic propensity for obsession or violent behavior. Does any of that ring true to you? I can see why he'd wonder about those things, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're all excuses because I didn't feel accountable to anybody. I didn't feel that I had to, to uh, face what I had done ever. And uh, so you, you have. there comes a point where a person has to has to be accountable for what he's done. Can't go, can't go around making excuses, uh, blaming other people or other things. So I, I alone am the one who's responsible for what's happened. Let me ask, when did you first feel that, that everyone is accountable for their actions? Well, thanks to you for, for sending uh, that uh, Creation Science uh, material. Because I always, I always believe the, uh, the lie that uh, evolution is truth. The theory of evolution is truth. That we all just came from uh, the slime, and uh, when we, when we died, you know, that was it. There was nothing. So it, the whole theory cheapens life, and uh, started reading books.
0: Now, look, as, as you're hearing here that, look. <laughs> This is where, you know, there are Christians who obviously believe in evolution, so I'm not gonna go on that subject right now. You know, young earth creation, old earth creation. I know Christians who believe in an old earth um, believe in a that God just used it to create life, the process, like he guided it. Um, so, you know, there's theistic theistic evolution, there's you know, old earth, young earth, like we just said, but I think what he's pointing to here is the, is the lack of morals and ethics that go with it. Because when you just look at it from the top, from the top down, from a bird's eye view, how could you do not, how could you not deny the death? That's, that's the, you know, the eschatology, that's the belief system or the, or the, uh, the end, the end game. How could, how could you not believe that? The soteriology, and the eschatology of evolution being applied, to, especially in today's youth. How could you not believe that? And we see the massive moral decline, the rise in um, sex out of wedlock, the rise in um, pornography, the rise in violence. How, how could you not? And he's someone that that took it literal. Like, what does it matter? And he's saying because of the... Because of uh, gospel tracts is what led him out of it. Well, I mean, that's what got me started in, in, a, in apologetics was like Dr. Ken Hoven with you know Dr. Dino, stuff like that. But I'm not saying that you, you Christians shouldn't study that stuff. But what got me is what Paul says that without the resurrection... Our faith is in vain. So I studied the the evidence of the resurrection, and that's what led me to strengthen my faith. I've always been a Christian, but it was definitely weighed down. And it was because of evolution. It was. It was one of the main reasons it was. Um, I remember sitting in class studying vestigial structures and and, um, evolutionary biology class in high school and college and being like, you know... This really contradicts what the Bible says. Uh, obviously, some Christians don't think it does because they think that that God used evolution. But um I didn't see that. And it caused me to start living the way I was living. It really did. It's uh played a part in it, at least. Not all of it, but but a ma- but a major part. It did. So I understand where he's where he's going through. Oh, I understand where how that could lead somebody to the type of um, steps that they start living. Let's continue.
1: That show how evolution is, is just a complete lie. There's there's no there's no basis in science to to uphold it. And I've come to since come to believe that uh, that the Lord Jesus Christ is the true creator of uh, the heavens and the earth.
0: So and that yeah, that's where it goes back to that interview that we just heard. Now here the interviewer now starts going back to, well, maybe it was the household or asked him about the household. And here's how Jeffrey Dahmer answers it.
1: But you were accountable to your dad or to your mom as the authority yes, figure in the house? Yes, I did. I mean, they, they didn't let me uh, run wild. They, were, they disciplined me. And uh, so I felt accountable to them. But afterwards, after I left the home, That's that's when I uh, started wanting to uh, sort of create my own little world where I could be the one who had the complete control, where I didn't have to uh, bow to anyone else's demands.
0: And that's that's another thing that I think that a lot of people don't touch on when it comes to um, the evolutionary theory. That there is a sense of narcissism. There is a sense of um, I don't need anything or anyone. It's just me surviving on my own. I'm by myself. I'm an army of one. I'm going to do things on how I want to do it. I don't need God. I don't need. I don't need a wife. I don't need a husband. I don't need family. All I need is money. I'm just gonna be buried in the ground. I gotta live the best way I can right then and there. And there's no accountability. All morals and ethics are decided upon the the status quo, the culture at the time. There is an influx on how they behave, all that other stuff. And there's and there's so many contradictions with that the atheistic perspective. I mean, it's it's. I'll be here for four four years talking about it, but I think that's what he, I mean, that's something that we don't talk about. I, I think, and it needs to be brought up is when it comes to the how narcissism is intertwined with atheism and I could see how it it has roots that connect to evolution.
1: It, I just took it way too far. Well, at that period of time, I had drifted away from a belief in a supreme being and I never as a result passed along the feeling that we are all accountable in the end. He owns us. And that basic concept is very fundamental to all of us. You feel that the absence, at least for a while of a strong religious faith and yes, belief for some years may have prevented you from instilling some of that in Jeff. That's right. Is that how you feel? Yes, I think I had a big uh, big part to do to do with it.
0: So Jeff Jeffrey Dahmer's father is saying that he feels some responsibility for not raising his son in a Christian household and teaching him that there is going to be an accountability to your life, heaven and hell. And Jeffrey Dahmer is, although he did state earlier that he's not making excuses, he is saying that it would have helped. You know, let's go ahead and wrap this up. So. You know, heaven and hell, it's its a real place, y'all. Like hell is a real place. It's eternal gnarling and gnashing of teeth. Because you are not righteous in front of a holy God. The only way you can be made righteous in a holy God is if you're covered with the blood of the lamb and you're sealed with the Holy Spirit and you confess that Jesus is Lord. And you believe that he is the only way. And you believe that he is God in the flesh. That is the only way. And you repent of your sins. And not abuse God's grace. I think uh, this Netflix series is awesome. Because it can give us Christians... a a way where we can show and talk and conversate with people about the true salvation of Jesus. How beautiful and powerful it is. And I understand it doesn't feel, it might not feel like it is uh, righteous for him if you, when you die and you're standing at the foot of the throne and you look over to your right and Jeffrey Dahmer's sitting there. But that's not for you to decide. When Jesus says I'm the judge, that's what he meant. It doesn't mean that us Christians can't tell other Christians, "Hey, stop getting drunk," or "Hey, uh, don't cheat on your wife," or "Hey, you shouldn't steal." That's some people think, "Oh, you can't judge." That's not what it means. You're supposed to hold each. Uh, you're supposed to give each other Christians accountability. It's supposed to be there for each other, sharpen each other. But you are not the final judge. And that is up to Jesus. And if you're going to sit here and tell me that you don't think it's right, then are you saying that you can do a better job than him? That is blasphemy. That is sinful. Because you are not the judge, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. No other name is above his name. Okay? Thank you for listening. God bless you in Jesus' name.